Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. We have a lot to get to today. I've got Fannie Willis in the news. People still want to talk about shrinkflation. Not really shrinkflation, but Joe Biden's take on shrinkflation. And also the White House is now on TikTok, which is great because they're always telling us about the national security threats and how dangerous the app is. And now they're on the app. So it's very fitting. Um, We'll talk about all of this, but I just wanted to let you know, in the last segment, I read you the story about the Lakewood Church shooting. That's Joel Osteen's church um, and how a woman went in and the gun that she used that she opened fire with had a pro-Palestinian message written on it. And here's the headline. It says free Palestine written on gun in shooting at Lakewood church, but motive a mystery. That is from, I'm trying to see which, Oh, that's from ABC news, ABC news motive, a mystery. And I really like this because Abe Greenwald wrote, yes, it will be very hard to get to the bottom of this one. The world may never know. Because it's involving Jewish people and it's involving anti-Semitism. And so when it involves anti-Semitism, it's always a mystery. You know, you can't really figure out what it's about. And you file it under some of the biggest mysteries that have occurred over the last four years. Right along with the SCOTUS leaker, the J6 bombs, all these things that we are just never going to be able to know because we don't have the resources and the technology to get to the bottom of these mysterious events. So file it under question mark. File it in the Zappos box and we'll get back to it. If only there were some type of clues that they left behind, like, I don't know, the motive on the actual gun or something. Just pulling hypotheticals out of the air. It's, It's really, really strange. How and the media just won't run with it. We we know that this will this will go no. The only place you're going to hear about this is probably this show, and then you're not going to hear about it again because it doesn't fit the narrative. And listen, I am very much in support of when crazy people do things. Don't try to make it about politics. I'm very much about that, but it doesn't work both ways. And I'm also very much at this point in my life about making Democrats play by their own rules. These are the rules you set up. You make us play by it every single day, so it only makes sense. 844-500-4242. Now, before I get to Fannie Willis, before I get to this story out of Massachusetts, people on the text line are saying, are there any more cuts from the shrinkflation thing? Well, Jared, there's actually a lot of cuts of Biden. Even though he didn't do the CBS interview, it's not because he didn't have time on his hands. It's not because he was busy. It was just because he's laying low. That's what they keep saying now. Joe Biden's laying low. I'm like, what? What is, what has he been doing for the last three and a half years? He spent like 30% of his presidency on vacation. What would we consider that? Was that him being out and about? Was that him being really forward front-facing the last three and a half years? But now he's laying low. So he doesn't want to do the Super Bowl interview. But he does want to do a Q&A on TikTok. So can I have cut six, please? 
Chiefs or Niners? Two great quarterbacks, hard to decide. But if I didn't say I was for the Eagles, then I'd be sleeping alone. My wife's a Philly girl. Game or commercials? Game. Game or halftime show? Game. Jason Kelsey or Travis Kelsey? Mama Kelsey. I understand she makes great chocolate chip cookies. Deviously plotting to rig the season so the Chiefs would make the Super Bowl or the Chiefs just being a good football team? I'd get in trouble if I told you. Trump or Biden? Are you kidding? <laughs> Biden. Oh, my Lord. I had money on the Eagles last night, too. Yeah. <laughs> if only... Well, I heard the Eagles are actually better through. than the Eagles, so it was a pretty good bet. It's again, this just goes back to like this is he's slapping us in the face with this. He's not going to do interviews, not going to take questions unless he comes out in a fit of rage to yell at everybody. How dare you say I forget things? And then he mixes up uh, the president of Egypt with the president of Mexico. But then he's going to do these TikTok interviews. And by the way, Jared was nice enough to remind me that this is not the first time he's gone after shrinkflation. This has been something that's really bothering him. While the rest of us... The Snickers war has begun. You know, Jerry, we've been so... fourth war to break up under Biden. So many to keep track of. I haven't really been following the Snickers war. But I'll tell you this, Jerry. We have our priorities all wrong here at the Grace Curley Show. What have we been focusing on the last couple of months? The crisis at our border. Crime. The economy. Little did I know that we were supposed to be worried about junk fees and big Snickers. You've heard of big oil. You've heard of big meat. But now the evil, probably white men twirling their mustaches and trying to make a buck off you, trying to crush the little guy, is big Snickers. You've got the big four controlling it all. Can I have, and I don't, by the way, I don't know where Milky Way is on this. I don't know if they've just been really upstanding members of society and they've kept the Milky Ways the same size or if he just sometimes he just fixates on random things and you can't control it. This is Joe Biden on February 4th in Las Vegas. Cut 5B. Well, there's, there's a little article written. You, know, you get your connection to it. It's called, it's about Snickers, what's happened with the Snickers bars. Yeah. Snickers bars, you know that candy? Yeah. Well, they haven't raised the price of Snickers bar. They just took 10% of it out. I love the, do you know the candy? I just wanted someone to be, no, never heard of it. Tell me about it. Yeah, no. Can you go back? I'm confused. I'm lost. You're going too fast for me. You mentioned this candy, Snickers. Never heard of that. Oh, my Lanta. Yeah, and he, he talks about it all the time. That's just one of the things he's very, very focused on. 844-500-4242. So the Houston megachurch shooter has been identified. I do have a story on this, Jared, but I just I, I want to see it first on here because the, the Twitter account I got this off of, I'm not exactly sure. Let me see. Oh, no, this is true. It's um the Lakewood church shooter. This is Libs of TikTok, which is a great account, but I just wanted to double check. The shooter was transgender. He went by the name Janice and previously Jeffrey. Um, this is the shooter that went into Joel Osteen's, Osteen, I'm sorry, megachurch. And I guess that was an alias. Janice Marino is an alias for Jeffrey Marino. It says here, the, the picture they have here, it says female, white, non-Hispanic, 5'5", 190 pounds. We'll give you more information on this as we get it. Um, let's go to the calls here. Ron, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. What's going on, Ron? Hey, Grace, how are you? Yeah, what's going on? So the shrinkflation is, uh, it, 
it's rich. It's um, it's just a total lack of self awareness. Obviously, um, the blue states closed down with COVID. They printed a ton of money that created inflation. Uh, they tinkered with the energy supply that created inflation. Now we have um, all this uh, migration welfare, and that wherever that money's coming from, who knows? But that's going to keep the inflation going too, as well. And then he turns around and he's bashing these corporations that are uh, implementing his DEI and ESG programs, and they donate tons of money to Democrats. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable all around. Yeah, and it's unbelievable that these companies, you're right, Ron, they donate a lot of money to Democrats, they vote Democrat, they support Democrats, and they get screwed by Democrats. It's really a full circle moment for them. But he's obsessed with not taking any of the blame, and he's also obsessed with creating straw men and creating like these villains that he can point to. And if it's not Donald Trump, which it always is Donald Trump, but if it's not Donald Trump for a moment, it's Snickers and all the evil masterminds who are sitting around at Snickers trying to make a buck and trying to like he doesn't want to put together the fact that your economy is so rough that this is what they're this is what they're doing i'm not saying it's right but this is what they're doing to try to offset inflation so instead he just wants to pretend that there's this evil person sitting behind a giant snickers bar twirling their mustache saying i'm gonna get all these americans we're going to put the screws to them. And it's just nobody buys it. It's ridiculous. Thank you for the call, Ron. I appreciate it. Um, I wanted to mention here that there was a big story. We talked about it a couple weeks ago about the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, otherwise known as UNRWA. And they, they it came out, there was a, a story that it's teeming with Hamas supporters, with people who participated in the October 7th uh, attacks in Israel. And when this story first came out, it dawned on me, and it dawned on a lot of people, not just me, that Donald Trump was a huge proponent of defunding this agency. He was not a fan, and he got a lot of heat from it, like people in the New York Times being like, does he even know what it is? Does he even know what he's doing? This isn't the art of the deal. This is dangerous. We should be supporting these UN agencies. They're trying to help people. And then we get this report that a lot of the people at this agency are actually supportive of terrorists or, or terrorists themselves. Kind of concerning. Well, here's an update. This is from Reuters. Israeli forces have discovered a tunnel network hundreds of meters long and running partly under UNRWA's Gaza headquarters, the military says, calling it new evidence of Hamas exploitation of the main relief agency for Palestinians. Then I read uh, headlines today that the UN, some of these UN agencies are saying that all this aid is being blocked to Palestinians. And I'm like, why should we trust anything that these UN agencies are telling us? Why should I trust? And they just run with it. The media just runs with it. They're not skeptical at all. Just like they weren't skeptical of the Hamas intel we got about the hospital airstrike that they blamed on Israel that actually wasn't Israel. It was another terrorist group. But there's there's no sense of questioning the sources here. So now we find out that there's been tunnels underneath the UNRWA's Gaza headquarters and they're calling it new evidence of Hamas exploitation of this relief agency for Palestinians and now 
the UNRWA, UNRWA, is claiming that they didn't know that this was happening beneath them. They didn't know about these tunnels. In other words, they're trying to Sergeant Schultz this. We knew nothing. We knew nothing. That is my Sergeant Schultz impersonation, by the way. Not my best. But not my worst, Jared, either. Not as bad as my Janet Yellen. I would say that that's number one as far as bad goes. So yeah, I'm supposed to be mad that Donald Trump defunded this group in 2018. And now we're seeing all the good they're doing. And they really want to act. I love when people try to act dumb. Like, oh, we didn't, we didn't know. Well, if you didn't know that there was this whole system of tunnels and that all this electricity was being used for these tunnels, for Hamas, then we have other questions. I'm not sure if we should just be sending you money around the clock if you are so blissfully unaware of what's going on around you. That's just something that I would consider. Now, speaking of Donald Trump, when we come back, we will talk about remarks he made over the weekend that he's coming under fire for. And I'll give you my take on it because there's, I often find myself with Trump when I hear something. I often find myself, well, first of all, I always go by, take him with what he does, take him by his actions, not by what he says. That's number one. But number two is, Sometimes he'll say something and I'll go, if he had just stopped like five seconds earlier, they still would be mad at him. They still would, the media would still go after him. But sometimes I find in the last five seconds of a statement, I'm like, ooh, you lost me in that last five seconds. We'll talk about this. I still don't think it's nearly as big of a story as the special counsel report on Joe Biden, but we're going to talk about it when we come back. So don't go anywhere. Now, Jared... I've done a lot of talking here, but I want to let you take over and tell people about the most beautiful spot in the Cape, Nasset Beach Inn. Yeah, the Nasset Beach Inn is the best getaway you can do. Winter on the Cape is fantastic. You can actually enjoy the beach. You can listen to the sound of the waves. It's tranquil. It's peaceful. You can walk along the beach. And the great part about Nasset Beach Inn is that you are steps from the beach. Whatever room you're in there, you are steps from the beach. They're pet friendly if you want to bring your dog. You let your dog walk along the beach or run along the beach and play with you. It's fantastic. My wife and I loved, we sat out by the fire pits in the morning and watched the, the sunrise. We were drinking our coffee. It was peaceful. It was tranquil. And if it's a little too cold to be outside by the fire pits, every room has a fireplace in the room and a giant picture window. So you still get the magnificent views. You can still stay cozy and warm. It's a great getaway and it's a great, great price. Yes, indeed. And you can stay there for under $200 this winter. That's the great price Jared's talking about. And he's not wrong. That's pretty unheard of anywhere, but especially on Cape Cod. So to reserve your Ocean View room, go to NossetBeachInn.com. That's NossetBeachInn.com. John Kirby's on TV. And I don't know if people are aware of this, but he got promoted to assistant to the regional manager today. So we'll talk about that when we return. Don't go anywhere. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curly Show. Have we always had this as a bumper, Jared? Yeah, you know, I put it in the last couple of weeks. 
I like it. I like it a lot. Today's poll question is brought to you by Silva and Selena's, a small law firm with a proven track record of big results. Whether it's family law, criminal defense, or some other legal concern, Mark Selena's and his team are with you from start to finish. Mark Salinas is awesome, and he's also just very, very nice, and um, he will have your back. So learn more about Silva and Salinas at sslawteam.com. That's sslawteam.com. And Jared, what is the poll question, and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is which matchup would you feel the best about, Trump versus Biden, Trump versus Hillary, or Trump versus Well, Hillary weighed in and she's starting to tip her hat here that or tip her hand that she thinks that the age is an issue. And she's this is the most outspoken we've seen her so far about Biden. And also there's this crazy new poll out. It's not crazy, but it's crazy that things have changed this quickly. So Kristen Welker talked about it on NBC's Meet the Press. Can I have cut nine, Jared? But Democrats worry about the age issue already looming over President Biden's reelection bid. 76% of voters have major or moderate concerns about Biden not having the mental and physical health for a second term. That includes more than half of Democrats. I still want to talk to the Democrats who haven't gotten there yet. Walk me through where you are so I can help you follow the yellow brick road to where we're all at right now. You've got to be close. Like, there's just got to be something you're missing. There's some video you haven't seen yet of this dude where you're still hanging on to the fact that, nah, he's as sharp as they come. I heard from Corrine Jean-Pierre that he's running circles around these young Ivy Leaguers in the White House. But I can help you get there, okay? I cannot believe it's only half of Democrats. I'm still going to say, though, with that being said, I would prefer a Trump-Biden matchup because I think Trump could handle it. 60% of the audience agrees with you there. 33%. Feel best about Trump versus Kamala, and only 7% feel good about Trump versus Hillary. And did we send out the e-blast, Jared? Did you just send it out? E-blast has been sent. Okay, Big news. So, so update for everyone. There's a new t-shirt. You can find it. If you get the e-blast, that's where you can check it out. You can also check it out at HowieKersher.com. Um, Howie came up with this. He's going to explain it to you when he comes on his show. I think there's a story behind it. I think he came up with it over the weekend. So that's what you can check out there. And also... If you're at HowieCarcher.com, you can buy one of the Kennedy Babylon books, too, because RFK Jr. in the news a lot this weekend. He had a big Super Bowl ad, which I thought was great, actually. I thought it was really good. Um, And it was really old school. It was obviously pulling from JFK and pulling from some of those old commercials. And he apologized for it today. I'm not exactly sure why. I think his family was offended that he used it or they didn't appreciate it. But my whole argument there is, If he didn't do anything illegal, like if the super PAC that was putting out the ad had all of the correct licenses and rights to those those um, illustrations and wanted to put together that commercial, I don't think he should be apologizing because a lot of people my husband looked at me and said that was a great ad. I thought so, too. So if you want to learn more about the Kennedys, you can also check out the Kennedy Babylon books. Big news also for John Kirby today. Talk about failing up. This is from the AP. Kirby will have a new title. White House National Security Communications Advisor will now be named an assistant to the president, the official said. At least it's shorter. Yeah, because we've always... I can put it on a cut sheet. Does it say N-S-C-C-C-S-C-S-S-T-N-A-S-C-C? Every time you put it on the cut sheet, I go, what is his title again? And then you start telling me in my ear and I go, stop, 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 stop. It doesn't matter. People know who he is. But this was the funniest line from the AP. It said, Kirby is a retired U.S. Navy admiral 
and he's been valued in the administration for publicly navigating thorny foreign policy questions with ease. Can I throw a challenge flag on that, please? Uh Oh, yeah. We'll talk more about this when we come back, and we'll play sound from WBZ for Boston. Don't go anywhere. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. The race for George Santos's seat is picking up a lot of steam, especially in the New York Post, and it's closer than I think a lot of people would have imagined. That's that's a theme now with races in New York. Usually Republicans and conservative candidates would not have nearly as much of a chance, but because there's so much insanity in New York and in these different areas, people are starting to wake up. I don't know if it's going to be enough to get Mozzie Pillup over the finish line, but one could hope. And the truth is, is that a lot of these Democrat candidates, even in New York, they don't want to they don't want to talk about Joe Biden. They don't want to voice their support for Joe Biden because it hurts them because their constituents or their their potential constituents are very concerned with what's happening at the border and this illegal immigration, this this crisis that we're dealing with that Joe Biden seems to have no interest in talking about. And speaking of, we should talk a little bit local here. Boston City Councilor Julia Meja, um, Mejia, I'm sorry, I always mispronounce that. This is what she said to NBC 10 before we play the cuts of these people in Massachusetts who are talking to WBZ4 about taking in migrants. Let's play Julia first, Boston City Councilor, cut four. Wellesley, Brookline, you know, cities and towns that have so much more resources um, than the city of Boston. Boston City Councilwoman Julia Mejia thinks more migrants can be placed outside of Boston. I think everybody needs to start opening up their doors because this is a shared responsibility. I mean, there are some really big houses in Wellesley, in Weston, in Hingham, in Milton. There are some really big houses. But I just don't know if people, what if people don't want to do that? They, they just should because, because their politicians made the stupid decision to declare us a sanctuary state. So now we all have to open our doors to people. I disagree about the shared responsibility part. I have no responsibility. In this, the people who share the responsibility are the people who this. made these promises, like Mayor Wu and Governor Maura Healy, who has plenty of scandals to worry about. There's plenty there for her to keep herself busy with when it comes to her own scandals. But now you have people who are deciding, you know what, I'm going to walk the walk. And maybe they've been hearing the calls from like the councilmen in the uh, in the town in Illinois and other places of people saying, hey, where are all the wealthy people, you know, deciding to take people in? Or where are all the people, uh, all these good hearted, big hearted liberals actually walking the walk? So you have people, uh, Jessica and Colin Stokes, who talked to WBZ4. Now, Jared, walk people through what happened here. They offered up their homes. Yeah, it's kind of explained in the cuts, but they offered up their home uh, as to take in. They had some extra space, so they said, yeah, you know, we'll take in some of the migrants that have been sleeping at Logan. Uh, And like the cut says, uh, the offer was quickly accepted. Okay, cut one. 
the family is lovely. They are so appreciative. They're, it, it's, been, it's been wonderful. When Colin and Jessica Stokes called the state to sign up to be a host family, it took less than an hour for the displaced migrants to be dropped off at their door. I gotta get sheets on the bed. How many people are coming? Right. Where, are they, where are they from? What ages? We, knew, we really knew nothing. The need is so clearly uh, overwhelming. The family of four who didn't want to go on camera had been sleeping at Logan Airport. The parents and two kids journeyed from Chile to Texas, then Massachusetts, and there are so many stories like it. It boggles the mind that there are so many hundreds of those stories and those people who are in such a uh, stressful, traumatic transition. I want to say, those two people, I do respect that. This is what they believe. They believe everyone should be open-hearted and opening their doors, and they actually did it. But my question is, why is this the first we're hearing of this? Because Maura Healy told us, what, months ago, all hands on deck, everybody has to do their part. And so far, Jessica and Colin Stokes, and again, I give them credit because this is the first time I've seen anyone actually putting their money where their mouth is. Jessica and Colin Stokes are the only people I've really seen opening up, opening up their doors and their arms. Yeah, they live in Brookline. So there should be a lot more cases of this than just one. WBZ4 has one family they can go to. Uh, 844-500-4242. Now, Ed Flynn, another Boston City Council uh, counselor, he made a comment about the seaport because now what's happening, and I actually, I was actually talking to a relative of mine who doesn't live in South Boston anymore, but still has, still has uh, a lot of sources in Southie who told me that a lot of people are worried because they just redid the recreation-type center there where you can go. And now what's happening in these towns and in these neighborhoods is if you have a, a big area, whether it's a rec center or kind of like a whatever you want to call it, people are worried that this is what's going to be tapped next. This is There's too much open space here. There's too much room here and it's not being utilized. They're going to use this to bring in illegal aliens. And so now people, their murmurings are starting. People are getting worried. Um, And in this case, Ed Flynn is talking about housing in the seaport and housing in places with no running water. And when we were talking about Melnia Cass, which is in Roxbury, we were talking about how that that place has like, I think, four bathrooms. Was that the one where the politician, I can't remember who said it, was saying there's only four bathrooms here. How are you going to house like 400 families? It doesn't make any sense. And one of my callers, who was so great, said, next time you try to like put an addition on your house or you try to do work on your house and the state comes to you or the town comes to you and says, well, you need to get a permit for that because technically you're abutting this. It's all made up. Like they're just making things up because clearly none of it matters. If you can shove 400 families into a building with four bathrooms, clearly they're just making things up as they go to punish regular taxpayers. And so this is what Ed Flynn had to say about housing in the seaport. This is cut three. It comes as the state's newest emergency shelter in Roxbury reached its capacity of 400 people in a week. An office building in Boston Seaport could be the next site, but there are concerns. Having a site with no running water, no showers, to me, uh, would be a non-starter. You would think. You would think it would be a non-starter. 
but apparently not. Apparently, a lot of these things that we would have said were non-starters are, in fact, starters. Uh, 844-500-4242. And I just want to go back here for a second to what's going on in Israel, because we got a lot of texts about that last segment it talking about the U.N. agency that now we're finding out not only had people that were in the agency that were supporters of Hamas or actively participating in the October 7th attacks, but also that their headquarters has all these tunnels underneath it being used by terror groups. And they just didn't know about it. Or so they claim they're just saying we, we weren't aware of that. We weren't privy to that information. And now I get this story from NBC, and it says Biden disparages Netanyahu in private, but hasn't significantly changed U.S. policy toward Israel and Gaza. President Joe Biden has been venting his frustration in recent private conversations, some of them with campaign donors, over his inability to persuade Israel to change its military tactics in the Gaza Strip. And he has named Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as the primary obstacle, according to five people directly familiar with his comments. Biden has said he is trying to get Israel to agree to a ceasefire, but Netanyahu is giving him hell and is impossible to deal with. Now, on that front, do you blame Netanyahu in this case? Like, are people are people's memories this short? I know Joe Biden's memory is, but are, is everybody else's memories this short that we forgot what happened on October 7th? It was the most Jews killed since the Holocaust. And it was, to use one of Joe Biden's phrases, it was pretty uh, over the top, is how I would put it. It was barbarians coming in and mutilating and raping and murdering people and children and taking people hostage and killing Americans as well. And he's sitting here being like, he just, he just won't listen to me. Well, why don't you try to imagine where he's coming from? I don't think he's going to be persuaded by an old man who's worried about radical leftists who are throwing soup at paintings. Like that, I just think his mindset is somewhere else right now. I don't think when he's giving the okay to some of these missions and rescuing hostages and trying to save people and trying to root out a terrorist organization that he's also, before he goes to bed, sitting there and thinking, I just feel bad for Joe because Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton and Joe are definitely going to get heckled at their at their gala this weekend. I, I just I think his priorities are a little bit different and that's hard for joe to believe let's take a little bit of kjp jared just because i get a kick out of her this is uh from the white house live kjp review you want to be really mindful of not getting ahead of that and also it's the campaign so that is something that they would have to have to speak to and the reason why it is banned on government uh, a government oh, uh, phones or uh, government properties obviously devices is because that is an act of Congress. Uh, that is something that Congress wanted to uh, put forward to make sure that no government uh, government uh, devices uh, are used. Were you aware uh, before, the, before the campaign posted no. the TikTok? Okay. No, I am, I am very, very careful as the White House press secretary. I have to, I, I'm in a different, uh, kind of in a different box than most. And so I do not communicate with the campaign on any strategy or, or anything like that. Uh, and so uh, I'm just very, very mindful of that. I did not know. I, I knew as, as, as as, as you all did. Oh, of course. We from the special counsel's report last week. Um, uh, 
the, when uh, Ian Sams was here on uh, Friday, uh, he said the White House was considering uh, releasing the transcript of the President's conference, uh, conversation interview with the special counsel, which you all have objected to that characterization of that. Do you have an update on that review process? So look, um, uh, certainly I'm going to refer you to um, the, my colleagues at the White House counsel. I know the President's personal attorney obviously spoke to this uh, on one of the uh, Sunday shows yesterday. And so I know they're, they're been responsive. Uh, the team here have been responsive to uh, those specific questions. I just don't have anything to share. Um, you know what's interesting, Jared? Someone had said this earlier that her eyeshadow makes it very obvious how often she's blinking. And I do think you blink a lot when you're lying or when you're trying to lie. Uh, trying to lie is the key here because lying would be an accomplishment. This is just floundering. And that person on social media was right because her eyelids, the makeup is pretty. I love good makeup, but it does make it more obvious that her eyes are like fluttering as she talks. And by the way, so now she's referring us to different groups. She can't comment on this. The, the question about the transcript is a great question. And I'll tell you why. There's, a, there's an article about this in the New York Post. I've talked about it. I know Howie's talked about it. The reason I don't think they will put out a transcript is because the transcript will probably show that Joe Biden brought up Bo and that the special counsel, Robert Hurd, did not bring up Bo. So Dr. Jill comes out this weekend with a statement. She's very upset on behalf of her husband, on behalf of this special counsel report. People think he's a hack now. Robert Hurd's a hack. They think that this is all political. Uh, he's not a neurologist. He has no right. How dare he? Now, you could do all this stuff when Trump was president. You could comment on somebody's mental fitness all day long, but you can't do it with Trump. I really mean, I'm sorry, the, you can't do it with Biden. There you go. Are we really doing the you're not actually a doctor thing? Right yeah, here, you're Dr. not a doctor. Jill? It was okay for Rachel Maddow and Jen Psaki and all these people when Trump was president. But the part of this that I find the craziest is that they're really they're really doubling down on the fact that it was so disrespectful of Robert Hur, who I read the report. I did not get the sense this is a man who has it out for Joe Biden. If anything, I think he pities the fool. I think he feels bad for Joe. But they want to come out like Robert Hur is the worst. He's an evil villain. And the thing they keep banking on is, is none of his damn business to bring up Bo. Like the fact that he would bring up Bo and Bo's death is over the line, Jared. It crosses a line. But as you pointed out, yeah, Joe Biden brings up Bo all the time, and he brought up Bo. Explain that one to Jared. You said this last week, and it was a really good point. He brought up Bo when trying to obfuscate and trying to ex explain away the document scandal. Yeah, and also he used that during the the phone calls where the phone calls talking about the weather during the. Uh, Hunter dinner yes. phone calls. So, I mean, he's We could been, write a list of all the times yeah, he's used it. I mean, Bo is, has been used as the, I don't want to say like the get out of jail free card, but it's been used as the, the get out of everything free card. You know, it's, I, I mean, and again, it's, it's tragic. It's tragic. I mean, as a parent now, I can't even imagine that. But it doesn't absolve you from everything terrible that you've done. Right. And, and I think that bringing it up, you know what? The New York Post put it in a really good way because they basically explained how he brings it up as almost like this shield of a way to 
a, a way to avoid any sort of criticism. He'll bring up his son Bo's death. And I don't think there's really any arguing with that at this point. We've seen it happen a lot of the time. And so when he goes out and says it's none of his damn business, how dare he bring this up? If there's a transcript, I think the transcript will most likely show that Joe brought it up. And then Robert Hur probably asked him a follow up question on it, as you're wont to do in that scenario. So, no, I don't think they'll be. Re- They'll be releasing a transcript anytime soon because I don't think it will make Joe look very good. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. We've got so this is the headline from the New York Post on something totally different. It says RFK Jr. apologizes to family for Super Bowl ad echoing JFK's famous nineteen sixty commercial while still pushing it online. <laughs> he's sorry, but not so sorry that he's not going to use it because it was it, pretty cool. Yeah, it's still pinned to his ex. <laughs> I'm sorry, but also, if you haven't seen it, here it is. We'll be right back. We'll take your calls. There's so much more to get to, so don't go anywhere. Recently, a Grace Curley Show listener, Candace, called in, and she was telling us about how much she loved her thunderstorms. And what I really liked about Candace is that she brought in a little bit of the drama. She filled us in on a little bit of the tea. And here was the drama. She told her husband, these thunderstorms are great. I love them. They're working really well. And her husband was being a little bit of a hater and he was like oh come on Candace get with it you do you hear yourself there's no way and then they got their furnace serviced and her husband starts complaining and he says Candace it smells there's this weird oil smell and she says well let me grab my two thunderstorms I'll plug them in we'll see what they can do plugs them in and all of a sudden Mr. Candace is suddenly a believer he's singing a different tune because he saw the magic of the thunderstorm this is what the thunderstorm does okay don't underestimate it you plug it in it's small it's easy to hold in your hands and it clears out any smells. I'm not just talking about funky oil smells from your furnace. I'm talking about pet smells, tobacco odors, food smells, whatever you've got brewing in that house of yours or your basement or your car, the thunderstorm is going to get rid of. And right now you can get the three pack special. So you can use one in your kitchen, your office, your car, wherever. So go to EdenPureDeals.com. Use code GRACE3. Be like Candace believe in the thunderstorm and prove somebody wrong in your life because don't you just love proving people wrong go to edenpuredeals.com code grace and the number three for the three pack we'll be right back with more it's the grace curly show you're listening to the grace curly show This is The Grace Curley Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Grace Curley Show. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got a lot of people on the lines who want to talk. Let's go to John. You're next up. Go ahead, John. Hey, uh, Grace. You know, uh, we hear from Governor Healy, Lieutenant Governor Driscoll, to take in family units. I, I guess my point is, who said they're family units? Almost all of these quote-unquote families have not been tested for DNA. So you don't know that they're family units. We do know that some of the cartels, the biggest ones, Sinaloa, New Generation, Jalisco, have made it clear that they need to establish um, roots and a beachhead in the communities and that they need to get the product to a younger demographic. And what better way to do it would be a head of household as a cartel member to embed in the community, into a family, 
and the cartels, the chemists have come out and said that our quality control, our safety controls are better in these pills. Many of them have the same type of uh, mimic a typical opioid like a hydrocodone, an oxycodone, even a Xanax. We don't want to OT people. We want to have a revenue stream. And if one pill is equal to a Percocet, that's what we're giving you. And well, the cartels, John, I, I want to stop. Yeah, John, I want to stop you there because the cartels, this is a huge issue. And the, the government in Mexico or Egypt, depending on if you're talking to Joe Biden, but the government in Mexico is very much in bed with the cartels when it comes to our policies at the border. And John Daniel Davidson has a really good piece on that today in The Federalist. But a lot of good points there, John, especially about the human smuggling and how we can vet people and verify who's coming into this country. We'll talk more about it when we come back.